Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Please be advised that Six Degrees of Reality TV contains explicit language. Hi and welcome to Six Degrees of Reality TV, the podcast where two MFAs try to figure out what the hell is happening on our screen. My name is Amy and I hold an MFA in creative nonfiction. And my name is Leslie and I hold an MFA in creative writing fiction. And together we are trying to uncover what it means to fall in love on reality TV. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Amy. Do you like how I said that? I am really happy to see you. I'm happy to see you, too. I'm <laughs> sorry we had, like, for our listeners, full disclosure, um, this is a day late just because there was just so much going on. Sadly, one of my friends passed away yesterday. I mean, it's awful. Found out yesterday. So we don't know yeah. if it was an accidental overdose or if it was intentional. Mm-hmm. So it's still, like, up in the air. So yeah. I was just thrown for a loop. But sure, luckily, you know, this episode helped me get back in a good mood you know it's funny because i've heard other podcasters say that like no matter what's going on in their lives sometimes just having this Mm -hmm. like maddie and poodle talk a lot about that on reality gaze like maddie's going through a lot of caretaking stuff with his father but Mm -hmm. like the podcast gives you that relief from all the trauma which is really nice so i i do feel you there All right, so we have a big episode today, and I'm super excited to talk to you about it. I really think we could probably go three hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just wanted to say something. So before you get started, so on the Lifetime app, because that's how I watch it, this week's episode features Brett and Ryan. Did you notice that it's like they're sitting on the couch, and Brett is about to sit, but it's like a freeze frame, so it looks like he's picking out a wedgie? (laughs) It's like the worst. No, I did not notice that. Oh, my God. Um. There's a real turning point with Brett and Ryan here. Oh and my I'll get God. to it. Yeah. I'll get to it. I, I want to hear your thoughts. Yep. I was surprised. Okay. So the title of this episode is This is uh, Married at First Sight, Season 13, Episode 9. Could this be love? And we get the voiceover. The couples are getting to know one another better as they spend even more time with their friends and families. They're also inching closer to love. And then Pastor Cal goes on his rant about acting like you're in love and the feelings will follow. This is something he talks about all the time. I vehemently disagree with this, yeah. but okay. But I see what he's getting at. Like sometimes fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. right? So, okay. So we're going to start with Brett and Ryan because they kind of start the episode. And I did not watch Unfiltered this week. Oh, I was going to ask you if you did. Yeah. I didn't have time. Um, so we'll just have to, you know, kind of watch that and report on it next week. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Brett and Ryan have decided to play some games. Your favorite, Jenga. I immediately messaged you. I was like, I can't watch this. Like that gives me so much anxiety just because I'm always anticipating it falling over. And as a kid, I would throw the biggest tantrums when it would just fall over. (laughs) I am not only my clumsy, but I have kind of fat, uncoordinated fingers. So Jenga was never my my bag. The worst. All right. 
So Brett tells the camera, like, she's definitely feeling some warm and tingly feelings. So, of course, they play Jenga because everybody does. And Brett wrote down things that she likes about Ryan on cards. And for every, like, Jenga block he pulls out, he's going to read one of these things. Okay. So Ryan tells the camera, surprisingly, that he doesn't feel any sparks yet. And I was like, uh, uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. We always have one of these every every season, one of these. So he says he wants to, but it's not, it's just not there yet. And he wants it more than anything. And then I'm here for this. We get a flashback of his family shading him. Remember how they well they did falls that? Falls in love instantly. Falls in love in five minutes, 24 hours. You know, what is going on? Okay. So after receiving, so so later in the episode. The experts send a package to everybody's door. Mm -hmm. And in the package are questions designed to build intimacy. So the hard questions. So after receiving questions from the experts, Brett asks Ryan if he's ever been in love. And he says he thinks so twice. And he asks what she needs to fall in love. And Brett says she needs to feel reciprocated and it needs to be mutual. And she confesses that she's starting to feel feelings for him and asks how he feels. Now, his whole potato face changes. (laughs) He goes from somewhat pale to super pale. And he says, we're on the right path, but we're just not there yet, emotionally or physically. And I I think she's, I didn't see this coming, but I think she is one. Thousand percent more into this potato than he is to her. She totally is, and the fact that this game circled around the fact like each block you pull out tells you how much I love you. Essentially, it's like oh, it's a little clingy. Some of the things that she was saying, like how do you know that about him? Yeah, like how do you know he's this great man of integrity? They've known each other three weeks, right? Right, like. I've known my husband a very long time. It took me a really long time to understand he was a man of integrity. That doesn't happen in two weeks. Like it can appear so on the outside. I don't know, but it's just, she's, she's way more into him. And I, I'm worried about her. I am. I I really, I no longer see this working. Me either. So he says, this is moving slower than he thought it would. And he tells her like in the past, what he's done wrong is he's waited too long. And his partners have run out of patience. And Brett tells the camera, like, this is concerning. If he was with somebody for, like, a year or two and didn't fall in love with them, like, how long is it going to take for me? Like, is he going to wait too long for me? So that's really it. Like, we don't have much more on them. We'll talk more about them when we get to the group barbecue scene later. But for the most part, that's kind of what we have with them. Yeah, it was a little sad for me because she really did seem crushed. And then later on, as you'll discuss, you know, we get where she's at and it's not. I love her so much. Yeah. She is. She is my favorite person on the show, I think. I really like Mirla. Yeah, Mirla is my girl. But but Mirla has some issues this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about them. Go ahead. So let's jump right into Mirla and Gil. So Mirla and Rachel meet up at the beginning of the episode. And they talk about their housewarmings. So apparently one of Rachel's friends, um, one of two that didn't go to the wedding experiment, <laughs> um, yep. whose opinion Rachel values very much, usually has a good read on people. That's what she's telling her. Like, And then she says that she they approve of Jose. 
and that they made the right choice. And so, okay, we'll never trust those fuckers again. Well, later on, we'll see that we cannot <laughs> trust them. So she was all happy because she was like, "Yay!" And the thing with Rachel is, I know she's your one of your peoples that you cover, but whenever I see yeah, her, not, let me get this straight: she's not my people. She's but just she's one you cover. cover. Yes, she always seems like she wants. She's telling. She's putting on a performance, kind of like mm-hmm. we are so in love. We are so great. I think she's Things telling so, herself that. She's like, telling she's herself. Convinced, that. Yeah, she's trying to convince herself. Yeah. Because again, like we talked about, she's trying to squash down that horrible, negative, nagging inner voice that's saying, no, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> because at every minute, I mean, he has no issues saying no and like bulldozing over her, but that's another story. So yep. Mila talks about being alone all day because Gil is at work. And then Rachel points out the rubber white ring on Mila's finger, which I'm actually signed in to get as rubber wedding band. <laughs> um, and I'm signed in as Amy. As Amy. <laughs> so it's, um, wait, let me see. She, so she points out the finger and I've recently started seeing these actually. So apparently retailers have these because people apparently use them for like the gym. Like if they're boxers, yeah. like they use that so they don't mess up their actual wedding rings. So well, I've seen and those I know, before. Like, in my husband's profession, he's a carpenter it's very dangerous for them to have yeah. a wedding ring, which is why we got the tattoos recently. Oh, that's nice. He wore his wedding bear for 15 years and he's like, I cannot tell you how many times I almost got my finger cut off. Like it's very dangerous. So yeah. this rubber, like if you got that caught on a machine, that would cut it, like mm-hmm. cut the rubber so you'd be okay. Yeah. So I've seen it on Amazon and that's apparently where Gil got it. And so Rachel teases Mila and says, let's go be romantic. And of course, Mila doesn't think so because she doesn't think anything is good enough. But Rachel (laughs) tells the camera that Gil is putting in the work and he's doing the little details that even if they are like not overtly romantic, they still Mm -hmm. are. And that she thinks that Mila thinks so too. She's just denying it. Acts of service, acts of service. Love language, acts of service. And I think Mila is just... Mirla has difficulty being vulnerable yeah. and her admitting that she thinks this is sweet is a vulnerability. She can't, she can't open up to yet. Yeah. So then she says that she told her husband, I want a Cartier ring. And that he said, yes. So Rachel asked, was he half asleep? <laughs> he says no. And they pan over to Hype who is lying on his dog bed looking unamused and the ladies laugh. Yeah. Hype is like near her. He's near her, but he's looking like he's, mm-mm. I can't mm. with these bitches. <laughs> hype is over, though. Oh, hype. <laughs> oh, hype. Hype is all of us. <laughs> so later on in the episode, they receive a package from the experts. And Mila asks Gil if he's been in love before. And he says, yes. Gil asks her, how do you know if you're in love? And it, and for her, it's when she wants to be with that person every day. So that's what she says. Mm-hmm. And she tells Gil she needs him to be actionable in order for her to fall in love with him and that she needs action, not just the words. So she's such an educator. Cause like when you're in the world of assessment and stuff, like actionable is one of those yeah. words. <laughs> but also it's like, that's what he's doing in a sense. Cause look yeah. at the ring, you know, for the gym. Yeah. Like that's part of it. Gil, Gil is, he's really shining. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a monster outside of this, but he is shining. In these episodes. So she says this and then immediately she nags him. Talks about that he's a cookie monster because he keeps buying chocolate chip cookies and eating all of them. And he's like, well, that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because she prefers keto versions of cookies and they argue playfully about like that's not real cookies well i'm gonna make them for you and you're gonna try them he's like i'm not gonna like them and it's like this whole thing yeah so when the question of do you think if you are starting to fall in love comes up mirla kind of hooms and ahs for a little bit and then she says um for her to be in love she actively has to make the choice to be in love and gil asks her if everything in life is a choice and she says yes because that's very much the school of pastor cal yeah because she yep. tries to be level-headed and not just beating with her heart yeah so it makes sense that that's how she would feel and she doesn't know how long it's going to take her and when she asks gil he says he thinks he's on the route to falling in love but doesn't know how far along he's in it but living together will make it or break it essentially yeah and it's interesting because you know again this is the caster pal idea like if you choose to be in love like okay i'm gonna be in love he thinks the feelings follow Mm -hmm. now i don't believe that but as we discussed last episode i'm a crazy romantic libra who sees the world in a very naive and romantic way so i think you fall in love i I don't i think it's a choice to stay in love Mm, and every day you have to show up and make that choice that's what i I think think. i agree falling in love is a feeling i think it is and it's sometimes it happens without you wanting it to happen but when you're in a relationship relationships are work and you have to continue if you're committed to someone say okay i'm going to continue to be in this yes that's where the work comes yeah, and the choice. Um, so the next day, they're having food, and Mirla says she knows Gil has been eating. Oh wait, I already said about the chocolate cookies. Okay, so Which I don't blame him, and he got a bad rap for that. I would eat all the chocolate. I cookies. want chocolate cookies so bad. Okay, so then the following scene when we do see them is that's when they go out to the restaurant that mm-hmm. she wanted to go to because um, they carried a drink that is like Chanel Number no. Six, and she saw it from some influencer on Instagram. Yeah. So she wants to do this whole boomerang like on her phone of them cheering and stuff. And he's like, uh, he doesn't want to do it. He thinks it's a little <laughs> extra. He's always like, oh, why does she have to show show off? Because it's a little showy. Like, look, I'm drinking this expensive drink. And blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. So Gil thinks there's a place in time to shoot. Uh, there's a place in time for this kind of behavior. He thinks this is a little too bougie for him. He prefers to kind of stay home you know, go out maybe once in a while, not make it like an everyday thing. And she wants weekly brunches and dinner dates twice a month, which is fine if you have the time and money. You could do it. Yeah. That's, that, I think that before you have kids and a house and all that shit, and you just have a lot of disposable income, sure. Why not? You live in a good city, you're young, go do it. But then here's the thing he thinks it's a lot, but she says that. In order for her to make the choice to fall in love with him, he needs to become her brunch husband. So it's like conditional now. Yeah, this is where she's starting to lose me a little bit. Mm-hmm. She's like, um, I, what she's saying basically is, I want you to be the kind of husband that gets excited to do these things with me that excite me. I don't think he's that guy. No, I just I don't, don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I don't know, though. I don't know, because he really, I think he is, like, in love with her. I think he just really admires her. Mm -hmm. I think he's, and maybe she's leaning into this, quote-unquote, bougie side a little too much. Mm -hmm. Thinking, you know, it's cute and he likes it. And so she's, like, leaning in. 
yeah, I think that's the problem. But I think what she's trying to say is like, I want you to want to go to brunch with me and sit and chat and and co- connect. Yeah. But the and way she said it, it made it seem like if you don't do this, then I choose to not fall in love with you. Yeah. And that's a yep. problem for him because he's like, okay, so I'm just a silhouette, basically. So it could have been anyone. Yeah, could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Not, not me. And he wants to make sure that she is into him and wants him and all this. Yeah. And I actually skipped over a part because um, earlier in the episode, there's a part where he asked to give her a foot rub. Yeah, that's okay. So no, that's the part where she lost me because she's on her phone the whole time. I hate that. (laughs) Put down the phone if your partner's doing something nice for you like that. Like just put down the phone and connect. Yeah. So like with the what is she doing on the phone? She gives them like she calls it a five five ish. You know, she scales it because we love to scale things on this show. And She's like, if I'm really tired, then it would be great. You need to hit the pressure zones and the pressure points and all these things. And it's like, dude, give him a break. He's trying. Like, he's trying to show her. Like, she just told him, I need actions, not just words. And he's like, let me show you what I could do for you. I'm doing a nice gesture. And still, it's like, meh. Meh. Yeah. Yeah, she lost me a little bit on this. I really like her again. And the two things can be true, right? Like you can really like her and admire her and what she's accomplished in her life. But you can also think she's being kind of extra and bitchy sometimes. She is. One of these instances. And that really like annoyed me because it frustrates me, actually. Because it's like, come on, I'm rooting for you. I respect where you're coming from. But come on, give this guy a break. Like, do you not like him? Because it seems like she does because she says things to the camera. and She's a little snarky sometimes. And, you know, they're a little playful banter that they have back and forth and everything. She likes him. She She likes likes him. him. And then Mm -hmm. in the barbecue, we'll see that they're, like, kind of, like, close together. Mm -hmm. Um, His Mm -hmm. hand is on her knee. He's always touching her. They're affectionate. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not like she's turned off by him. So why is she giving him such a hard time? I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's them. That's them. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm starting to, again, they seem to be the only couple who I thought was going to make it. Johnny yeah. and Bao do a surprising turn around. Listen, kind this of episode was crazy. and Jepty sign. Uh, Did I'm, you watch the season with Shawnee's and Jepty? I don't remember the names. <laughs> like, okay, if I see their okay. faces, I'm like, oh, that guy. Jepty had a very similar edit where he just was not into Shawnee's, was not into her, was not into it. And then all of a sudden, like, boom. He became like the best and totally into her. And I okay. feel like this is what's going on with Johnny and Bao. But anyway, we'll get to them. I still have some choice words for him. Now my least favorite person in the world, fellow Libra, bringing us all down, Jose and Rachel. <laughs> okay. So we see, um, I had also taken notes on the Rachel and Mirla thing, but you covered all of it. Um, so Rachel and Jose are brushing their teeth and Jose's picking on her about her toothpaste, toothpaste tube being a mess. Okay. That does annoy pretty, me though. <laughs> I'm a pretty clean person. I keep my toothpaste pretty neat. Mm-hmm. My children, you know, just I don't know. I don't know what they do in there. Paint the walls with it. I don't know what's happening. It. In there. Yes, yeah. it's gross. It me so insane. I kind of get this. I yeah. kind of get this. But what is his definition definition of it being messy? You know, like we don't know. So Rachel and Jose meet up at uh, with another Rachel to do some goat yoga. Now this is Rachel so has cute. 
Rachel has created this experience for them. The goats are all babies and they're all two weeks and under. And oh my God, are they the cutest things in the world? How do you not leave without one of those? Like I would steal one. I'd be arrested right now. My sister did goat yoga (gasps) and she loved it. Loved it. I've seen people do like dog yoga too, where they put like a puppy on your back or something. I think she did it somewhere in Jersey. So you might be able to scoot over there and get some done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. So Rachel, the goats are amazing. Jose, like, really takes to it. You know what I mean? He's he's into it. I have to give him credit. He is a good sport here. Yeah, he is. So Jose tells the camera, like, they're falling closer to love at the end of every day. And then Rachel sees Jose, and she's telling the camera, like, him holding the goats is making me think of what a good father he would be. Oh, I kind of got her voice down there, didn't I? Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) No, I kind of sounded like her. So, but she's like staring at him with googly eyes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's going to rock the baby. Yeah, her uterus was like contracting. (laughs) I know, it's ridiculous. So Rachel and Jose are answering the experts' questions. Rachel says she needs more love and understanding and listening in order to fall in love. Jose said, He's a guy, so, you know, we don't listen. Ha, 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 ha. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, have, I have a read on him, okay? Because full disclosure, I can be this way too. And it comes off as maybe narcissism. Like when somebody's asking questions and they just keep talking and they don't listen to your answer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it is. In my case... Oh my God, this is so terrible to admit. Like everybody's going to hate my guts after this. Uh In my case, sometimes I just don't find the answers interesting. (laughs) You know, I'm guilty of that too. But as an interviewer that I do basically for a living, I have to pay attention. So I've gotten really good at, you know, when I do, because I interview a lot of musicians and different artists, and I've gotten into the habit of really like forcing myself to go listen, listen, because I'm, I always, I yeah. always outline somewhat of some ideas of questions that I want to ask. I want to make sure like I have an idea of what I want to touch on. And some artists, you know, they're, if they're more famous than others, you have a specific line of rules where you can ask certain things. And right. I, I never really ask personal stuff because I don't, I don't really care. I care about right. the music itself and, and the artistry. And so I usually have like a little guideline or a few little notes here and there. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, pay attention to what they're saying, because this yeah, can lead like, to something else. Yes. And yes. then it usually goes off. To- it always goes off topic for me. And then it, it, it's so much better than what I have planned, usually. So but yes. I always have to go like, oh, my God, like, pay attention. Try to mm-hmm. make a note mm-hmm. of that. Come back to that later, because that was interesting. And so it's like mind, you know, tennis yep. for me. Well, there are many times, though, that I catch myself doing this exact thing. Like, I'll ask somebody for an answer. They'll say it. They'll be in the middle of saying it. And I'm asking, like, I'm moving on Mm -hmm. because I'm bored with the answer or I just, you know, the fact that Jose is doing this to his wife (laughs) is a problem. Like, I I don't act that way with my family. I care what they say. Well, it could be also some rando that I don't I don't really know. You know what I mean? Also, it could be like some small underlying undiagnosed ADHD kind of thing because I feel like maybe. I might have some of that because maybe. I'm all over the maybe. place. Maybe. I'm studying psychology, you guys. That's another thing. <laughs> so that's but that's like, what that's what it is. It's that he's not interested. He's not it's interested. It's not that he can't do it. 
You know what I mean? He's not interested. Because when he's talking with the bros, he doesn't do that. Nope. He's focused on the bros. Women be talking. Why do we yeah, listen? women be talking. I don't know. So Jose tells the camera, like, he's doing everything right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this is where Rachel tells the camera, like, she asks him a question and she doesn't even finish the answer before he's moved on. And he just doesn't care about the answer. It's only about him. Mm -hmm. And Jose says, look, I know I struggle with listening, but, you know, I'm a man. We just don't hear things. Okay. Okay. Rachel says she thinks she's been in love before, but Jose doesn't think he has been. Then, then the big reveal, which, oh, my God. He says he was with somebody for four years. Mm-hmm. And he only fell in like he could not get to that next step with her. And why? Because she had kids. But he knew this already. He knew this. But Rachel's like, record scratch. What? What? So wait a minute. Not only did you string this single mother along for yeah. four years, but her kids were the reason you didn't love her? Like, that is awful on so many oh, levels dude oh, oh man if she didn't know that then she's gonna see this now and hate him even more get a oh little jose God. voodoo doll and go to it yeah i remember when i first met my husband we were talking about past relationships and you know he had told me like openly and we'll we'll get to this part but that he's cheated before mm. and i remember thinking like uh Oh, my goodness. But, you know, you have to put into context, like, we started dating when we were 28. What was he, in his early 20s? Fucking around, backpacking around the country and Europe. And, of course, he's good. Whatever. But this is like, Jose was in a committed four-year relationship with a single mother who had children who were probably attached to him, maybe bonded with him, and he couldn't love her. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Red flag. Red flag. Red, 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 red flag. Okay, later, Dr. Viviana appears. I know. And she tells us the experts have asked the couples to create special dates for one another. So this is where all the dates have been coming from. Jose decides, Leslie, for his special date, he's going to buy Rachel what she's always wanted, guys. Always wanted. Coasters. A Lamborghini? Coasters. Coasters. Yes. So they talk about, so they're putting, okay, so the coasters are like, in in case you're not watching it, and we did have a new review that said they like the pod so much they don't listen to the show anymore. They just listen to the pod. So thank you, guys. Love it. Thank you for listening. So they have these little coasters that you have to, it's like Scrabble. You have to make words on it. Mm -hmm. So they're doing those and they're sitting at the coffee table. It actually looks fun. I wouldn't mind doing one of those. It does look kind of fun. But I mean, that's a gift, really, that she's always wanted. And you're you're dating slash married three weeks and you're trying to impress this person and you get her coasters. And he has so much money because his credit score is so high. Why doesn't he lose his first string? Right. Like if my husband did this for me today, I'd be thrilled because it's 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) We don't kind of do this stuff together. But if he did that a week or two in, I'd be like, dude, you couldn't do something more than coasters. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So let me, oh my God, I lost my spot. Coasters. Okay. All right. So now they start talking about the cheating from her past relationship. 
And this was where they really screwed us in the promo because we thought she was confessing to something. Exactly. I was so uh-huh. disappointed. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they, she tells Jose her and her ex were together for eight years and this happened in year two. Okay. So obviously they moved past it. Mm-hmm. All right. She said she went out with a couple of her girlfriends. Alcohol was involved. Of course, she ran into somebody from her past and it just happened. She was so riddled with guilt. She told her boyfriend immediately the next day and he forgave her and they were together for the next six years. She says since then she has learned you don't put yourself in situations where this might happen again. Mm -hmm. And Jose pipes up with this anecdote. My uncle always said, if you go to the barbership shop enough times, you're going to get a haircut. What? (laughs) That metaphor is so bad. He has to explain it to Rachel. Like, she's like, what? Speaking of metaphors, oh, my God, Zach and the bee. But anyway. Oh, um, God. Um, okay. So, Jose then asks her, like, how will I ever be able to trust you again at a girl's night? This is going to be a problem. I'm, yep, I'm predicting it, it right now. This is a problem. He will never trust her. This is going to be the demise. 100%. Because this is another control thing. This is another aspect of her that he cannot control. And that's not going to... That's not going to be enough for him. So that's all I have for them alone. Yes, so because later we see them. Yes. The They're going to host, of course, at his mansion. Okay. Oh, his mansion. <laughs> With interior lighting. Oh, Lord. All right. So Michaela so, and Zach. Yay. So it's funny how when we get into it, like, in terms of, like, the, I guess, the directing or editing, it seems like we're coming into the apartment cautiously into Michaela and Zach. Makeda's sitting on the couch watching Zach fumble around the kitchen. He's like getting a drawing together. And yep. you can sense the tension. It's already tense in there. And it's, not a single word. Not a single word has been said. And already you can just feel the tension. So yep. the music is very conveying that trouble is afoot. Because we know that great <laughs> musical score. And later, oh, there's some the lyrics. songs are so bad, guys. I There's mean, lyrics. Guys, you sound like you can sing a little bit. We're going to need you to sing some of these songs as they come I out. have a, a quote for one of the situations. There's like a lyric that I was, I think for Bow and, and Johnny that I was okay. just, are you kidding me? Um, so yeah. <laughs> so there's trouble. So the first time, this is the first time they've seen each other since the housewarming when he left and saying he didn't feel safe staying with her. And Zach feels like he has to tiptoe around their relationship because she blows up when they have a problem. So we see the flashback of their arguments and him complaining to his friends about it and then the blowout um, post-housewarming. So apparently he had texted Michaela after he left, after the whole thing of the housewarming and him leaving that night, and she responded that if he wanted to speak to her, to not call her, to just text her. So he found that to be childish. Wow. So she... Is extra. She gets to the point when she's mad, she's like, oh, you want to talk to me? Well, I don't feel like talking to you. When I yep. feel like talking to you, I'll talk to you kind of thing. Yep. And yep. he seems like the one that's like, well, no, because I have an issue. I want to talk about this right away. Even though he says, it's okay if we don't have all the answers, but it's like, yeah. dude, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> so they begin talking about communication issues. And Zach says, it feels like I'm sitting under a tree, reading a book about my love life and taking the the chance of getting married at first sight. And then a bee comes along and I go, get away, bee. Goes away. 
<laughs> but who, he asked, who reacts that calmly to a bee? I, I would be like, ah, and I just run. <laughs> but he asked himself, should I be sitting under this tree? Because I want to finish this book. I want to see where it goes. And then another bee comes by and he says, fuck it. He keeps reading because he really wants to see where this book takes Now, this it. is two, two bees. All two my bees. clothes would be off at this point. I would <laughs> be like screaming. The bee would have probably been inside the book because I probably would have used the book to trap the bee or something. Yes. I would have gotten stung. I would have ran away. Yes. Something would have happened. Mm-hmm. I would not mm-hmm. just sit there. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, they're cutting back and forth between Michaela's reaction. And you can already tell she's pissed off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, immediately, I'm like, she's the bee. Which I'm sure that's what he's leading up to. (laughs) And then a third bee comes along and stings him. So he Mm -hmm. has to get away from that tree because the bees are not letting him read. Because apparently the book is made out of honey or pollen or whatever bees are attracted to. And they're just after him. So Michaela's face is like, what the fuck? Well, and let me just say, we are both writers. Yeah. I appreciated this metaphor. <laughs> it was funny though, because I'm just like, I'm where's going, he yeah, getting with okay, this? Okay, I'm with you. Go on, where keep going. going. <laughs> so it's like she's trying to figure out what is he talking about, and what he's getting at is that he wants to transfer that situation as he translates the situation as it being like how he reacts to conflicts, and the three instances have been the same, the same for him. Like yeah, he's he waited, he's waited, and then she like attacked, and she's already agitated, and she says, "You're acting like there's no reason for my reaction." And the problem is that he's not acknowledging his part in the problem. Yep, she goes, "Well, a couple things. So first of all, when you have to sit down and explain the metaphor afterwards, it doesn't, it work. doesn't work. Second of all, she comes back with, "Clearly, there's something about you attracting all these bees." Exactly, which was brilliant. Okay, then the last part, she said, you're acting like I come in here and I'm screaming at you about stuff, but you never really say what you've done to warrant that. So is there something happening mm-hmm. that we're not seeing? You know, they're creating the the narrative with the editing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's funny because I love that when she said, like, you keep getting stung by this bee, where's the hive? Because they keep coming for you. They keep coming yep. back to figure yep. out what it is. Her. I loved it. I loved it. Like, don't get me wrong. Most of the time I'm team Zach, but I yeah. loved this. This was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rickham, uh, Michaela reminds him, this is a new relationship. We're still learning about each other. And Zach says, that's bullshit. That's a bullshit excuse because this is bigger than a relationship that it doesn't even like it matter if you're siblings, if your friends are in a relationship, it's about how they handle conflicts. And I was like, Oh, that's a little aggressive. Calm down. Yeah. Yep. Well, and he's, he's kind of, he should do what Johnny did. Like, I don't advocate Johnny saying he's turned off by Bao's happiness, which is essentially <laughs> what he said. Yeah. But, but say what you want about Johnny. He's very direct. Yeah. And Zach needs to say the way you're acting is a turnoff for me. Yeah. This is a turnoff. You're turning me off to you. And if you continue to do this, I will not be able to come back from that. That's what he needs to say to her. Yeah, but he does eventually say he doesn't know if he can ever get over the way they handle conflict. And he's not happy about where they are. And Michaela has nothing to say at that point. And then commercial. (laughs) And then also, too, like, I'm always saying we need more experts. This is where I would have liked to have seen a scene. Yeah. With them and Dr. Pepper. Like, let's talk this out. Let's navigate this. 
And also I have another note where, you know, having them live at one of their houses was better, I think, because this they treat like a hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they Zach's come like, and go. Yeah. Zach's like, I'm going to go home for the night or I'm going to stay here for the night or this or that. And there's nothing. They're not fully invested. Yeah, I agree. And I think that takes away from the experiment. They Once we come back and we see them after the commercial, she agrees that they, you know, talk this out and, you know, just talk to me. She tells them, like, just talk to me. Mm-hmm. So she tells mm-hmm. the camera she needs to have a spouse that has her back and he's unsure of him because she's unsure of him because of how he's acting. She tells him he fears that if they do get past this down the line and if issues arise, they may end up in the same spot. And after this scene, um, after this scene, me watching this, I threw in the towel. I was like, they're not a good match. Break up. I was like, I'm done. RIP. You're you're good. Yeah. But he says he's willing to make it work. And she says she's willing to think before she acts and verbalize what she needs and try to understand what he is telling her. And that's like, he lights up. That's what he wanted to hear. Yep. He just, he's like, yes, that's what I want. So the next night they're out, it's like a patio and they're like outdoors. They're having drinks. Mm -hmm. They're on a date. This is one of the date things that they were supposed to set up. I keep forgetting it's COVID and like, they probably can't do much yet. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, these these dates are lame. Yeah. That's probably why. So they go over the questions from the experts. And the first question they both say, they both say that they have never been in love before. And Mm -hmm. Zach asks why she says because the relationships ended for significant reasons and that being the person moving to another state so life circumstances prevented her from falling in love right and zach thinks that's interesting and he says he's just jealous because he never felt that he could be in love with any of the women he's dated because he had an ideal view of his future wife and if the person didn't check all the boxes he gave up so michaela asks what was on the checklist. So it's funny because the actual show puts bullet points as he lists each yes. checkpoint. And yes. I loved it. So he lists off, so he lists them off the criteria that he needs to fall in love. And they are looks, ambitious, intelligent, adaptable, trust, honesty, loyal, and mature. So he says, yeah, yeah. When he falls in love, that women will check all those boxes. And but those are pretty like general boxes. Like, okay, you want somebody ambitious, don't we all? You yeah. want somebody you mature, want to be able to trust don't someone. we all? Of course. You want somebody trustworthy, don't we? Like, yeah, I feel like Johnny has a much more problematic checklist. Mm-hmm. Zach's is kind of like, look, I'm just looking for these five things that most people want anyway. Yeah, so if he couldn't find these things in past relationships, then they probably weren't serious relationships that were right. casual. They were flings. Because you would at least want to trust someone and have honesty and be yeah. attracted. And looks would be like attraction towards sure. the person. So I'm sure that it was nothing meaningful. And that's why he was like, well, I can't make this work. And it's like, like no. Like he didn't have on this checklist, like has to earn a hundred K a year, has to know how to cook, has to drive it. Like, oh, the cooking very, will come up. <laughs> like it was very general though. And I felt like I was okay with the list. Normally, did, I don't like the list, but I was okay with the Did list. you ever have a checklist? Because I may have in high school. I just wanted a guy to be cute and popular, even though I wasn't allowed to date in high school. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I didn't, I've never had a checklist, really. But 
that's that Libra thing. Like, mm-hmm. you'll just know. You'll just fall in love at first sight. Like, it's gotten me in much trouble. So, <laughs> no. I so mean, maybe- I have certain things that I would not settle for. Like, I would yeah. not be able to do the different political view. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to be with somebody who's super religious. Like, there's some things I could not do. Yeah. But for the most part, I don't know what things I could do. Let's just see, I guess. <laughs> I think that's a better attitude. I mean, knowing what your core values are and what you're willing to stand for and not. And then after mm-hmm. that, just kind of let's see what happens. Because people could change your mind. People could surprise you. You never know. Yeah, sure. Because some people could check all your boxes and not be good for you at all. Right. Because that's not what you need. You think that's what you need or that's what you want. But you don't need that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I have a bad habit of wanting to save men and boys. Yep. That was so, me too. Yeah. I have Captain to save a hoe. Careful. I just yeah. want to save these dumb <laughs> male hoes. Yep. So I have to be real careful. It's so funny because I was talking to a friend the other night about this friend of my kids who's like kind of in some not some trouble, but they lost somebody in their life and Mm -hmm. I see them struggling and I'm thinking of all these ways, like they need to do this and they need to do this. And I just said to my friend, why am I still trying to save 15 year old boys? Yeah, (laughs) Like, why am I still doing this? So it's something that never kind of never leaves you. So I guess my number one checklist would be somebody who does not need saving. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Michaela tells the camera the boxes are a bit stringent for her and she doesn't know if she can check all of those off, but it was a good insight into how he thinks. Yeah. Um, She then tells Zach that a couple of weeks ago, she thinks she was starting to fall in love, but now she's guarded and it made her take a step back. Uh, But she believes that they can work on things together and Zach doesn't know if he's falling in love, but he hopes this is the beginning for them. You know, like they're kind of starting afresh and they're getting along. He says once he loses interest though, it's hard for him to gain it back. But with the situation, he may look back on it and think maybe I shouldn't have lost interest there. So he's willing to give it another shot. Yeah. No, Zach seems to really know himself Mm -hmm. and seems to be knowing like this was problematic in the past I have to fix it. They're in a pretty good place right now. I think. Yeah. And he tells the cameras he thinks the date really helped them. And he thinks they're getting back on track. And that's what he wanted. And he says, I'm happy as fuck. 
<laughs> he's so hot, man. Ugh. Oh, he's so cute. When he smiles, like he lights up. Like he does. Like, but like, I wonder twinkle. if we're just getting the good edit. Exactly. Like, is he kind of a monster? I don't know. Yeah, don't we know. never know with these things. Um, but it's funny. So after the barbecue that you'll cover at Jose, um, Zach has like prepared a Zoom kind of like a cooking lesson yes which is so cute so they're making shrimp scampi and we watched them struggle and fumble all over the kitchen hijinks and suits and zach finds out that michaela is a (laughs) heavy-handed seasoner (laughs) and he's like this is something you gotta work on yeah um they just have a good time cooking and the food was super spicy for zach like he could barely breathe (laughs) and michaela said she didn't taste it he's like how can you not taste this This happened to me once I was making Salisbury steaks when my husband and I, I think, first started dating. And I misread the recipe and I put a bullion cube in each steak. No! You're supposed (laughs) to have one for, like, the whole pot. My husband was eating it. He's like, um, oh, wow, this is uh, powerful. Yeah, that's really, like, ooh, salty. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not the best cook. All right. Okay, we ready for the barbecue? Yeah. Okay. Jose and Rachel are having a barbecue at his mansion. Like, this is so him. This is so him. Ugh, okay. And for those who are not watching this show, we say mansion as a goof. We use the term loosely. (laughs) It's not a mansion. It's not. Uh, Eric did this last season. Like, he had to have everybody over to his fantastic house. I think it was Eric. Feels like an Eric move. I don't know. Okay. So Mirla does not like, okay, this is where she loses me again. She's like, I don't like going to people's houses. Yeah. I'm here only funny. to see these people. And at the end of the day, I won't be coming back here. Like ever. But it's like far away. Yeah. That was, that was a little harsh. Rachel tells the camera, like, we're hosting an event today at my husband's house. And hopefully this is going to be an annual event. Uh, spoiler alert. No, it's not. <laughs> Jose says, since Zach and Michaela have had so many issues, they really haven't had a chance to hang out. So he thought, why not bring everybody over and show off my, I mean, invite them into my house. Yeah, show off my board. So, whiteboard. Gil, oh, if he pulled out that whiteboard, I would have lost it. I would have <laughs> lost it, Leslie. I would have smashed my computer. So, all right. So host Gil starts his hosting job. All right. It's they, somebody off screen is like, okay, and action. And Gil asked the couples if they think love is a choice or if you fall in love. And Johnny says the love cards came at the perfect time because they needed to talk about this stuff and they did. Mm-hmm. They asked Gil, hey, have you had your first kiss yet? And he's like, no. But he's like, our intimacy has increased. Like we hug, we cuddle. The whole time they're talking, guys, Brett looks like she's going to throw up. Yeah, she looks like heartbroken. She looks really upset. So Brett comes outside and she tells the camera she's worried that she and Ryan are behind. Like the others seem to be having a lot more intimacy and communication. Okay. Then they're all talking about who will say I love you first. And they all guess somebody else like Bao and Johnny and like everybody guesses everybody. There's no clear consensus. Yeah. Bao, when it gets to her, she says Johnny. And I thought that was hilarious. I think she's hoping it's Johnny. Yes. A lot of the women think it's going to be Johnny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Johnny tells the camera he feels optimistic and they are on the right track. And we'll get to why in a few minutes. <laughs> so the group separate and Mirla, Gil, Brett, and Jose are up in Jose's bedroom 
odd choice. Mirla is like laying down on his bed. Mirla's laying on his bed. Brett is telling him what a huge bedroom it is. And Jose has like the Cheshire cat look on his face. Because <laughs> he just loves when people love his stuff. And Mirla's laying on the bed and Gil is rubbing her. Like yeah. very affectionately. Like does not take his hands off her. Rachel tells the other group that. Okay so then there's another group. And it's I think Michaela and Bao. Mm-hmm. And who else? Michaela Bao. And I think Rachel was in there. Rachel, thank you. Yeah. All right. So Rachel tells Michaela Bao that Jose talks too much and doesn't listen. And then the producers troll him by cutting to him, just yapping, 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 yapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then Rachel says she feels like she loves him and it'll be happening soon. And then Bao tells the camera they are just too much and she has nicknamed them Rose. Yeah. Chef's kiss, pal. That was amazing. Why didn't we think of this earlier? They will now be called Rose. <laughs> okay. So Zach and Michaela are talking with the different groups as well. And they're talking about their relationship. And Zach is with Johnny and Ryan. And Michaela's with Bao and Rachel. Michaela is telling Bao and Rachel that she fell head over heels for Zach. Almost love at first sight. But when they fight, that really brings out like the passion and intensity into their arguments and they hit a low and she says she really admires him and she really just could not have built a better man for herself. And they're trying to get back to where they were. What is this where they were? Do they mean the honeymoon? Probably. The one night they the one night together? that they banged. Okay. Well, Pre-COVID. I mean, maybe oh, COVID trying made to him recapture crazy. that, I guess. COVID made him crazy. <laughs> COVID messed him up. So Zach, uh, he's reciprocating the compliments outside, mm-hmm. and he's he's saying to to Johnny and who's he with? Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, Ryan, the mashed potato, who I forget even exists. Yeah. Okay. So he's telling them like he really likes Michaela, but he doesn't like how she blows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "But we're working on it. We're working on it." Okay. Bao is telling the girls that she and Johnny can be so similar. That their personalities almost conflict because they're both very dominant in a relationship. This is true. She is so, like, emotionally intelligent and emotionally aware of things. Like, I love this woman. I want to be friends with her. Yeah. Johnny's telling the guys he's very nitpicky. And, you know, if he likes 97% of what's going on with a woman, he will focus on the 3% that he doesn't like. And we've seen that. Yep. And he has started to realize that he is the problem. Now, I do have to say something here. I was on Reddit. Don't ask why. (laughs) And somebody was on Reddit saying that they were Johnny's ex. Ooh. And they didn't really have a lot of negative things to say about him. Okay. But they did say that he picked her apart. Like, he was super picky. And that's what ended their relationship. I could see that. mm -hmm, We could see that. So Ryan tells the boys they haven't had a tough, they've had a tough conversation and some doubts that he's been having have come out. He hasn't had the spark yet. So he's like really nervous about this. Inside, Brett is telling Gil and Mirla and Jose that she doesn't know how Ryan feels about her. He's waiting for like some spark that he just doesn't feel like. And you could tell Gil wants to say like, he is a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but he like holds back and he just goes, uh, okay, all right. You know, like he's just ready to explode all over this. So Brett says, 
you can't just sit back and wait for that feeling to come to you. You know, you have to act on things like Pastor Cal says, and you have to let the feelings follow. And Gil's like, you need to tell him exactly what you're saying to us. You need to ask him, is he in this or is he not? So then we come back from commercial. Go ahead. Did you have something out there? Yeah, it's like going back to when they were playing in the opening scene. He just looks like he didn't want to be there at all. Like he was playing just because the cameras were there and apparently contractually obligated to play this game because he was just annoyed the whole time. I really can't wait. Like, guys, you have to come at us and let us know if you want us to cover a past season. Like if this does well... And we could start covering the past seasons. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for you to watch season 12. Because <laughs> this <laughs> is very similar. We have very similar personalities. Like people who are clearly checked out. We have the show off. Like it's very similar. Ugh. Okay. So we come back from a commercial. And Rachel and Jose um, are. Rachel's on her phone filming herself. And she's like, I have a real problem. I just told the kid. I just told Jose that I love him. And he didn't say it back. And then she's like, ha ha, just kidding. And we see Jose smirking in the background, like, oh, of course I told her I love her, but it did take two minutes. It did take two minutes. Yeah. Okay, dude. All right, dude, calm down. So that's that's the end of the barbecue. Yeah, that was, ugh. I mean, I like seeing them together, though, like when the groups come together. I hope that they all end up, you know, like the girls stay friends with the girls and the guys with the guys. Usually they do. They have okay. done that. Like, you see that in later seasons. Like, I'm thinking of Ashley and Anthony. What was that, Chicago? Like, after that, it seems like they started doing the they're getting together all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially in the later seasons, like 9, 10, 11, 12, they're, they hang out now. Like, Good. they're friends. Yeah, because yeah, I think that this is... Even if things don't work out for the couples, it's a good person to have because they went through the same exact thing. So you can talk yes. about it and yep. complain about how awful your husband was. <laughs> and you could complain about Pastor Cal if you want. And yeah. Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana. Yeah, because, you know, Dr. Pepper will ambush you. Yeah, jump out of the bushes married. and get married. <laughs> <laughs> so Val and Johnny. So in the beginning, they are cooking the first meal together. Val wants him to have the perfect meal, and they're making salmon, and then it looks like brown rice. Yeah, and good. she tells the camera, "I'm aware that Johnny is okay with eating dog food, <laughs> but she wants to make an effort. She wants to prove that she can cook, and wants him to appreciate that. So they're all kissy while prepping the meal. He takes the first bite, and there's a long pause, but he says, "Yeah," so he likes it. Yeah, he proves. he likes it. So Bob brings up this feeling of doubt, and before he can even speak, um, the picture of Keanu Reeves, like, just popped into my head. Like, Keanu Reeves' voice popped into my head as Johnny saying, like, it's not you, it's me, it's just that I'm not into you, you know? Wow, where is this coming from? Like, that's kind of, like, what I picture (laughs) is Johnny, his voice, like, it's not you, and I'm just not into you. Okay. So anyway, but he says um, he's expecting smooth sailing. He was expecting smooth sailing from the start, but they've encountered some bumps along the way. And I wrote, well, he's too immature to ride the waves. Yeah, he is. You're 100% right. You know, he's not in love and has to fight for it. And Bao says, I was all in from day one, and I told you that. And she feels that he wavers and shuts her out, basically. He does. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So Johnny gets super defensive and asks if she knows his heart. Do you know my heart? Like, how can you say that he's deflated and, you know, and he's running away and all that. And the vein in his forehead is like popping up. Okay, that's what I was going to say. She's like, you get angry. And he's trying not to get angry and his face is beat red. And he's like, you don't know my heart. The vein in his forehead could like call and order pizza. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how prominent it is. It is really bad, guys. And he's like, ask me. So she says, I do try to talk to you, but you get really hot headed. (laughs) And he reiterates, just ask me. Just ask me how I'm feeling in the moment. And she does. And he says, I feel like you're being judgy. Yeah. Um, says the judges person we've seen this season. Yeah, he says, guys, let's reiterate this. He says Bao is being judgy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, dude, you literally told me that Mm -hmm. you would run from these conferences. Like, you literally told me you want to run away from confrontation. And you say I'm judging you over that. Yeah, and then he's like, that she's making assumption and doesn't know him. Then Bao reminds him, you literally told me you wanted to duck and run. Yep. And he's like, I have before. And if it were a dating scenario, this is where we would end things. And it's like, exactly, this is what I'm talking about. this, This is Johnny's problem. You do not have to say every single thought you are having in your head. It's okay to keep some of them inside, Johnny. Yeah. Like, like, honesty does not mean you share every single thought that you have. Yeah. It means that the thoughts that you share are honest. You don't have to share every single thought. That's why Bao is like, but why do you need to say that? Right, he, like, why are you telling me? And he says, oh, well, he's just being honest with his feelings at the exact moment, but that doesn't make her feel good. No. He's not taking into consideration how she's feeling at all or how she's receiving it. Or the way he's delivering it. Because it's no. he comes off pretty harsh at times. Yes, he does. You know, yes, he's he all over the place. Because in one point during the cameras, he's telling them she fits all the criteria he's looking for. But then in the next breath, he's saying there's a lot of red flags. It's like, dude, you're the one holding the red flags. You don't yeah. like her. Her joy annoys you. <laughs> Again, if it does not spark joy. <laughs> <can't write> <laughs> You know, he keeps saying he's looking for that spark. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the one he hasn't felt but believes that can still happen. Cue in the cheesy off-brand pop music. And this is the one where I'm just like, oh, my God. Wish I could find a song so I can communicate better. That's literally the <laughs> lyrics to that song. Wait, wait, wait. Wish I could find what? I wish I could find a song so I could communi- write a song so I could communicate better. Those are the are exact you lyrics. Me? I are found you kidding that. Me? And I'm like... What is happening? Do they hire songwriters to score each episode? Guys, okay. So let's talk budget. We (laughs) could lose one of those experts. We don't need all three. Yeah. Get rid of Dr. Viviana. She could go away or hire her on a consulting basis, whatever. And use that money and get some real music. It was just like, it's so on the nose. I'm like, they wrote this specifically for this scene. And this song is literally 40 seconds long. And that's all it is. It's terrible. So we, then, wish, we wish you could write a song too. Okay, songwriter. So they receive a package from the experts asking about what it takes to fall in love. Have they been in love before? And blah blah blah. So this prompts Johnny to say he's hoping to get um to get there and he can't wait to turn the light. You know, the, where he wants to go basically is to get banged. You know, he wants to get to the point of we That's can't wait all, to turn off the lights. All that matters to him. 
that's all that matters to him at that yep. point. And it becomes really obvious. And yep. And Belle says she thinks they can get there, but that the current pace feels like, you know, middle school to their um to her, middle school pace. Because they're like not really doing much. You know, whatever that means. I wasn't allowed to date until like college. So I don't know what middle school dating looks like. So I have two kids and they were like doing the like two middle schoolers myself. They just went to ninth grade. They're doing the like we had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But they didn't go anywhere or you know what I mean? They just yeah. spoke to each other like on the phone. This generation doesn't even do that though. They were FaceTiming. FaceTiming and, and texting. Yeah. And texting. But that mm-hmm. was it. That was yeah. school dating. Mm-hmm. Not for me when I was younger or even until recently, like I'm the girl you date if you're questioning your sexual orientation. That's <laughs> who you date. Because if you weren't Good here to before, know. To know. you okay. will definitely be after dating me. Okay. Guaranteed. All right. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> All right. So then Johnny says he didn't have a sex talk. This is so funny. With oh, his this parents. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. learned it through um, hentai. So the yep. producers asked, what is hentai? And he says, it's cartoon porn. It's very graphic anime. Very I, I've graphic. never heard. I mean, I know that it exists. I didn't know the name of yes. it. Yep. Very graphic. Um, very popular. So Bao is tickled by it and tells the camera, sometimes she gets annoyed by how cute he can be. And that she yep. brings, that he brings that happiness, a bubbly side out of her. Which he hates. The one that he hates. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, I love him. He makes me bubbly and happy. But I need to shut that down immediately because it turns him off. Yep. Can't be myself. Mm-hmm. Cannot be myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. So then the heavy question comes up. What would it take for her to fall in love? And what does she need from him? Mm-hmm. So Bao pauses and gets serious and says, they have to find some more common ground, but thinks that although they have differences, they can both benefit from finding the common ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have to be on the same page more and work, actively work to fall in love. And she says she feels lucky that he is her husband and he leans in for a kiss. I guess that's the best he could have done. A kiss. Like it's a kiss. But he is so hot and cold. Like I can't. I know. Tell if it's editing or if he's just a fuckboy. Like, what is... We don't know. You know, they start kissing and they run into the bedroom and you hear Bao say, Mm -hmm. bundling with the mic, like, I want to be able to take these mics off. You know? (laughs) So you know Mm -hmm. they're getting it on. Oh, they're banging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Little Pastor Cal pops up in the corner and he's like, two out of five. (laughs) (laughs) The next morning, we see the pillow barricade has disappeared. And she's the big spoon. And Bao creepily says to the camera phone, I'm warming my way to his heart like a parasite. Yes. And but I- he's smiling. So <laughs> yeah. he is half awake. Yeah, yeah. And then she told us she would do it. You know, like she said she would, you know. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I have, a pro- I have a producer in my ear telling me I got that wrong. It is three out of five couples who've banged. Yes. Three out of five couples have banged. Yes. That is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love our invisible producer. Coco just <laughs> chimed in. Coco. Coco's in my headphone. Like, you forgot about Zach and Michaela. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because so. she denied it. And even, even, even Rachel and Jose, I do not believe they banged. They said I'm they did. Go on record. I'm going on record and saying it's a lie. They said they did. I don't okay. know. Mm-hmm. So then the next day, we see that Bao has pretty much set up a date 
And it's almost like a little beer, like a beer. Like it's a beer. Okay, it's a beer flight. Yeah, but Bao, what you do with the beer flight is you have small glasses. No, these are like do a full pint glass for twelve beers. Like they're gonna be fucking loaded. Yeah, and gonna have to pee a lot. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So she created like a little mini bar and she had like these darts set up and like they were going to play games. It was like a game night kind of thing. And and she ordered fried chicken, which Johnny loves. Mm-hmm. Beer, fried chicken, and bar games. So he's happy as a slap. Sounds great. Sounds he got great. laid the night before, so life's mm-hmm. wonderful. His demeanor completely changed, right? Oh my God, he's a different person. He's a different person. Yep. So then the question comes up, did they or didn't they? So Val tells the camera they may or may have not consummated the marriage. They're tight lipped, but both getting grinning. So yeah, they they may. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, all I could say is we're very, very happy. Very happy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then um he's like, Oh, we should have a little friendly competition, a bargain thing. And so they're gonna compete for darts, and whoever wins the game gets to decide what they do in the bedroom. And I was like, um, oh, pro pro tip from six degrees of reality TV. <laughs> Don't ever take that bet, ladies. Yeah. Don't ever take that bet. It's dangerous and can lead you to some real weird shit. Don't ever <laughs> take that bet. <laughs> so it's so funny because they start the game and oh my God, I can't believe she agreed to it. First of all, I know. So Johnny fires the first shot really well. And you're just like, she's in trouble. And then you just keep seeing her missing and just hitting all over the place. That even Which would be me. Which that would be me, me too. I, yeah. I can't aim. So in the end, I'd probably like kill, kill one of the pets with the dart. Like, yeah. I'm just not good. Mm-mm. Yeah. In the end, Johnny wins. So he gets nasty, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know what happens there. I can't imagine he gets too nasty. It's too mm, dirty. Probably to not. No. This is someone who has a bidet. I think he's. Although, if he grew up watching hentai. Ooh, know. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, so after the barbecue that they had at Jose's, Johnny does an art night. So he sets up this date night where they're going to do, like, canvases. And I guess there's, like, a little template that they're following because yeah. they're supposed to, like, put the canvas together. And they're supposed to make, like, this beach scene kind of thing. Yes. And Bao is really into it. And she is getting intense. Like, she is trying to get every detail exactly right so things match. And, of course, Johnny is annoyed by this. Why? This was the absolute worst gift for her. Yeah. You don't give a task-oriented person a, a very arduous task to complete, to calm down and relax. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what she needed. She needed the foot rub. She needed the champagne. She needed the coasters. She did not need, I know somebody, I did this at work, like for a retreat, we went to like a paint thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a full on breakdown because yeah. they couldn't get their painting to look like the rest. Like I could give a shit. My painting looks like, you know, a nightmare. I don't care. <laughs> but you cannot give people who have anxiety over these kinds of things. Like you can't set her up for that and then complain that she's too task oriented. Yeah. When you gave her a fucking task to complete and to compete with you on. He is visibly annoyed. And, like, he even tells the camera, like, Val, just please relax. Like, he doesn't understand why she can't just have fun, you know, and pay attention to him, ultimately. That's all he wants. Yeah. Try to pay attention to him. He just did, he read that wrong. That was the wrong 
thing for her. So it's like every time you you start to like the guy, he does something like this where you're just like, really, dude? Like, come on, calm down. Like, what does he want from her? It's like, she's not who you can't make. She's not a puppet. You cannot control her every move. She is her own person, which you claim to value. So mm-hmm. let her be her own person. You're not going to like jive 100% of the time, but you know that she's a rule maker, that she's a spreadsheet maker, that she loves order, and that she she's certain she has a certain way about her. Yeah, she's a type A. Yeah. She's going to complete that painting, dude, and it's going to be amazing. Like, and it that's looks what's really nice. Happen. The end His thing, looks great, too. It aligned. It too. looks really yeah. nice, but she wasn't like 100% comfortable with it. She's like, oh, it could have been a little better. He's just like, ugh. So yeah, so he's mad. She's she's more into painting and flirting with him. But now that they've banged, he's willing to stick it out. Yeah, he'll stick it out now. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I have. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I feel like they've turned a corner, and I feel like a lot of it was the banging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Let's do next time on Married at First Sight. With only five weeks left until decision day, our couples find that their trust and their boundaries are pushed to the test. And I'm like, wait a minute, five weeks left? So they've done nine nine episodes on three weeks of content? I guess. So there's five episodes left? No, there'll be like 10 episodes left. (laughs) (laughs) She laughs now, but it's true. Okay. um, So Mirla and Gil talk divorce. They're having that mm-hmm. conversation again. I don't know what's going on. Dr. Viviana is back. And she is talking with Brett and Ryan and Brett is crying. She's saying something is not there and potato stares blank- blankly off into the distance. <laughs> um, so whenever they bring Viviana in, it's the sex talk because mm. she's a sex therapist. So they must be talking about attraction and yeah. sexuality. And, you know, she's not there. Okay. Zach starts crying And says, I can't, I can't, and walks off. Mm -hmm. Rachel and Jose are again talking about her infidelity. Yep. Jose tells the camera, she called him by another man's name. Now, true story, that happened to me. Okay. I called called my husband, my current husband, my ex-husband's name when we first started dating. Oh, no. Not not like in the boudoir. No, 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 no. But sometimes, like, that just happens. Like, she's known this dude three weeks. I don't There's remember my ex-husband's slip. name. Like, I would have to Ooh, really... Blocked it out completely. I blocked it. Oh, that was so traumatic. I was mm-hmm. like, don't put that in a box. Go away. <laughs> so, now we have Rachel. And these are clearly out of context. I'm going to tell you what they say, and then I'll tell you what I think is happening. So, Rachel says... We see two quotes from her. One quote, she's saying, I cannot be your wife. Mm-hmm. And the second quote, she's saying, I just do, I do not love him anymore. Okay. Clearly, she's talking about her ex. Yeah. So she's probably explaining to the girls because she's with the girls. We see that. Yeah. They're like they're smashing, they're smashing TVs or something. They're probably in one of those smash rooms, which I need to go in every time I, would I see this show. love to go this to show. one. So they're together. They're all together. So she's probably telling them what happened. Like, oh, my God, I called Jose my ex's name, who I was with for eight years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really don't think it's a problem because I do not love him anymore. Like this was, that's probably where that quote that came from. That makes sense. Yeah. And then she's probably maybe telling the story about they were going to get married and they decide not to. And she told him like, I just cannot be your wife. Mm-hmm. 
So it all, I'm predicting now, it all is about the ex-husband. Or okay. the ex-boyfriend, I mean. That would but be, they're taken yeah, out of that makes sense. Because obviously we got chicken because thinking that she was mm-hmm. unfaithful mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. So. Listen, maths producers, we are on to you. We know what's up. We know what's going on. We are not going to be fooled by this trick editing. We watched 90 Day Fiance and Darcy and Stacey. We yeah. know what's happening. We know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You can't con We're us. There. We're there. All right. Any closing thoughts? I'm looking forward to next week. And that usually is the case because I, I feel like they're smart, though, because it's the editing of those things. They mm-hmm. trick you into mm-hmm. thinking that it's a bigger conflict. Because, guys, let's be honest, nothing really happens in this show. <laughs> Nothing really happens yet. We love it so much. It's so good though. It's it's a study of the human psyche. Like it's a yeah. study. It's an experiment. It's a social experiment. And we're all watching it. And one thing I do want to say in all seriousness is there's probably seven episodes left. Mm. I'm thinking okay. it's a 16 episode run. Okay. And if there's five weeks left, you probably cover those. And then you'll have one episode for the decisions. Mm-hmm. And maybe a reunion. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there, there's seven left. So, all right, guys. Um, again, if you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram. We're at Six Degrees of Reality TV. We, a few of you have. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. If you like what you hear and you want to support the show, the best way you can do that is to just leave a five star review. If you don't know what to say, you could always say something like, "I don't like potatoes either." Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, Jose's budget board is obnoxious whatever you want to talk about in our review um, and follow us on Facebook we're at 6 Degrees of Reality as well and then Leslie where else can we find you you can okay so something weird is going on with my Instagram because I have reached 11.2 thousand followers on Instagram at Girls. so I might have sold my soul to the devil without my knowing because wow. how is that happening so but what thank were you, you so much. At? Was this like a sudden jump? It was a sudden happen? jump. I was like up like around 4,000. So it's gotten bigger. I know that oh. I did that um, episode of Pink Shade. I did get a little bump and stuff. Good. So people have been following. Um, so yeah. So thank you so much. So follow me at Sinister Girls. I do. It's like a interview podcast. I interview musicians. And actually... If you follow me, you could click on the little link in bio and try to vote for my podcast for best interview podcast. That would be nice. Um, I just already want- did it. Yay, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to get out there. I just want more people to know about it because there's a lot of great it musicians. Helps the out musicians. There. Yeah. It really helps yep. them. And then it gets me bigger guests. Guys, if you want celebrities on here, you yeah. gotta listen. You gotta click on the pictures, like it. You know? Click on the pictures, guys. Click on the damn pictures. Yes. Give it a um, like. And I am at Gen X. This is why. So if you're Gen X and you grew up watching shows like Little House on the Prairie, Love Boat, a bunch of 80s and late 70s movies. Um, we just did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was a oh, lot of fun. We're going to be doing Children of the Corn for Halloween. Oh, that's so. scary. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm at Gen X. This is why I host it with my sister. There's like a lot of sibling rivalry happening there, but we have fun. Um, And again, follow us, rate us, leave us a review. We appreciate it. And And keep listening. Keep listening and let us know, you know, if the season ends and you want to keep hearing our voices, let us know. Otherwise, I guess we'll just take a break and pick up a season 
14. Yeah. Which, yeah. I would like to go back, though, and do, like, an old G and see. Yeah. It was so interesting. I've watched this show for since its inception, pretty much. I've seen... I just I fell off in the last couple of seasons, but I did see yeah. the beginning parts of it. I don't remember a thing. Like, most things, I just wiped yeah. them out of my brain. It's interesting to see, too, like, how they've changed. How the show itself has changed. The format. I noticed it. It's, for this season, mm-hmm. I noticed exactly, because before they would move into someone's house, so it was always a debate yeah. of whose house they would move into. Yep. So whose house would they have moved into? Jose's or Rachel's? Jose's. <laughs> Jose would not have it any other way. And Rachel is a doormat, so she would have been like, okay. She would have went. All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye.